Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Hans Hegman, educator, social entrepreneur, a graduate of Princeton and Columbia University Law School. Welcome to the show, Hans. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Welcome to India and a country which you have visited before, especially in Lucknow. So we'll talk about that. Today, we'll be talking to you about embracing right. both mindset and exactly how one can use that to succeed. My first question to you, uh, Hans, is just to understand, see, you are a graduate of Princeton and Columbia Law, University Law School. And then you went into the education field a social entrepreneur. You could be a lawyer yourself and making a lot of money. What made you move towards the social entrepreneurship? A lot of it was uh, the, the example that my parents set in terms of their belief that one needs to give back to the community that, that, that you come from. And so that, that, that has informed a lot of, of who I am. Also, throughout the whole process, I had to determine what really brings true joy and happiness and money is a way of kind of keeping track of those things but but uh there's a concept of i think it's called hedonic adaptation and so you can buy the next thing have the next pleasure but they're all there always is more that you're going to want and unless you figure out what your true purpose is why you are here on earth you're never going to experience real happiness and being a social entrepreneur is what did that for me Right, right. And what actually, you know, before I come to, we'll talk about the subject of, you know, growth mindset, but I'm just curious to understand in your journey, how, what made you come down to India, especially to Lucknow, where you have worked so much and, you know, uh, you, uh, you have led organizations there, you opened a, co-founded a girls school in Lucknow for lower caste girls. So how, tell us about that part of your journey, because it relates so much closely to India. Well, and Ajay, I, I believe there, there are no coincidences. And so one of the ways I paid for law school was working as a personal trainer. And one of my clients was a woman named Monica, who had grown up in a very well-to-do family, and she was from Lucknow. And, and she told me about uh, schooling for for poor girls in the community and, and how there was a lack of, of good schools. And I asked her, well, what would it cost to set up a good school? And she gave me a number. And again, the, there are no coincidences in my uh, view of the world. Uh, when I was running my own school in New York City, the board of directors gave me a bonus. And the amount of that bonus happened to be how much Monica said it would cost to start a school from the ground up in, in Lucknow, India, her hometown. She introduced me to, to a couple she knew, a woman who had uh, spent many years in, in schooling, her husband who had run a factory. And we, we spoke on the phone and I made arrangements to travel over to meet them. I met them, fell in love with Lucknow, fell in love with this couple. Um, we talked about the possibility of starting the school, shook hands on the deal and, and ran it for about 10 years. Um, with with uh, girls ranging in age from 
you know, five to 14. And uh, if I had a, if I had one more act left in me, I would I would start it up again. Uh, but it was it was a, a lot of fun. I think we did some good there. Wonderful. Wonderful. Why? Why do you believe that there are no coincidences in life? And second part is, you know, it, it, it intrigues me is that your goal is to be an ancestor worth remembering. It is something very closely related to India, where people want to do good deeds, to be want to be known for good deeds, especially for the for the family itself, that there are good examples in the family so that, you know, the coming generations have something good to take forward with, uh, you know, forward with. How, how does that work together? It, 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 it's just my life experience and my, my parents always taught me to remain open to what's going on around me and, and, and don't close your eyes to, to the things that happen. Look for connections, whether it's in relationship with people or to events in your life. And, and all the events in my life, I've been incredibly fortunate and I, I, it's impossible for me to believe based on my spiritual and religious beliefs that it is an accident and, and just too many good things. And, and again, right. Part of, and we're going to talk about a growth mindset. Part, part of that is you fail a lot and, and there are setbacks, but how you view those setbacks, how you view those failures is what's going to determine whether you move forward or not. And I believe that I would be able to move forward for any of the, for many of the bad things that happened to me. And as those things happened, more opportunities opened up. More people crossed my path uh, who wanted to be of assistance on the projects that I was working in. So it just reinforced the things that I had learned at an early age from my parents. Right, right. And so now to the growth mindset, embracing a growth mindset for success in life. What does growth mindset actually mean is it about let's look at it from a organization point of view is it about profit mindset making profit is is when organizations talk about growth and from an individual point of view uh is it about making you know money that is what success is all about that is what growth mindset is all about so help us understand to especially to a lot of people who who are seeing things in this fast moving times at this moment you know what exactly should is growth mindset what should be their growth mindset and a lot of organizations who are so focused on just profit making profit is that is that actually growth how do you look at all this aspect of growth mindset which can actually help us achieve real success in our lives i i like that question i think the profit that you speak of is a byproduct of a growth mindset. I think what most people, and I think it's it's at least in this in the states, it's hitting home now because of of the introduction of of artificial intelligence and Chat GPT four and and other things that uh, they don't understand that business growth, the profit that you're talking about, is in direct connection and a direct result of the personal development of the business leader, of the founder, of the startup person. If they haven't worked on themselves, then the business is not going to grow. And there's an, an, an incredible amount of stress uh, in the startup world, even more so now, uh, that uh, amongst people who have not set up the foundations. And so they get in, and some of them unfortunately think that 
you keep score by how much profit or even revenue and, and, and not even profit, but revenue, how much revenue they're bringing in. Uh, and they find out that that is not sustainable if they haven't created in themselves uh, uh, the ability to be resilient. And that resilience, if they've built it, is reflected in how their company runs. And so then the money becomes a byproduct of, of putting in that kind of a foundation. Right. Right. And in terms of individuals, when they are just starting out, they do not have, they have the pressure to find a job. But how should they look at growth mindset? Because that will lay the foundation of many, many years to come for them. Organizations, they may join a wrong organization or a good organization, that may go away. But what they learn as an individual in terms of mindset, in terms of what actually growth is, will lay the foundation on, not only for their own self, but also perhaps that of the wider people. They may become leaders tomorrow. And also in case they might even impact humanity as a whole if they come to that level. Well, and somebody just entering needs to be very clear about their values. And, and for me, and I've, I've coached people outside the social entrepreneur realm, people who have started a makeup business uh, in in drones and, and other things and what i've what i've counseled them is that they need to be clear on their top three values if you don't know what your values are then you're just going to let anything happen and and it all becomes a surprise and that kind of unconscious energy comes to the conscious and and, and then people wonder what happened and they're surprised but but people who ask themselves how what can i control what is it within my control so that's the first thing do you have an external locus of control are events all outside you the things that are going to determine your success or do you have an internal locus of control do you have the belief that no matter what happens to you because of the values that i just talked about no matter what impediments or obstacles show up in your path you are going to be able to find a way to move over, around them, or through them. Uh, but you're not going to do that if you think that everything outside you is, is the thing that determines your value or the things that, that, that determine your success. And so that foundation, having virtues such as love, courage, wisdom, and something as simple as zest, or some people would call it energy, are important things that will get you over any kind of hurdle, no matter your occupation. And again, in, in the society that we're living in, and I, I, I counsel students now at Princeton because they're incredibly smart, incredibly smart. Princeton is the number one university in the United States. These kids are working so hard, and then some of them get to senior year, and they're going, getting ready to go out in the work world, and they're wondering, well, what was all this for? And I learned all these wonderful things, but now I'm going to be forced to find a job that pays me as much money as I can possibly make because that's the way I'm keeping score. And they frankly become depressed and don't know. Uh, they're wondering if they played the wrong game. Others have figured it out and they say, no, I want more. And I have this incredible education and maybe I'll go into consulting, but I also might go into music. I might want to start up my own company because they know that they have the, the, the ability to pivot and 
they also ask themselves, what am I good at? What do I love to do? And what is the world willing to pay for? So if they get those three things right as well, um, they're going to be fine no matter what. Right, right. In terms of learning, living the life that you want, how would you put today's time as with so much of artificial intelligence, avenues on the internet, but at the same time with problems around in terms of climate change, toxicity at workplaces, great resignation happening because people want the work-life balance. Then there is this quiet quitting happening at the same time within the organization. So one, one is not going out, organization doesn't know what to do. Amidst all these things, how do you see this concept of, you know, growth mindset happening? Is, is it the best of time or is it the worst of time for an individual who is, say, around 20 years old? Every now and then, I'll, I'll get scared for people in that age group. And, and it's because they, they don't have the level of curiosity and courage that's required to function in the kind of environment that you're talking about. If they're curious and if they're creative and if they're courageous, they're going to overcome. And that's going to be part of, of, of that growth mindset. Um, but, but, you know, you, you can embrace chat GPT and artificial intelligence and figure out how to make it work for you. But then there are other people who are going to close their eyes or cover their eyes and pretend that it's not happening. And when they wake up, it'll all be gone or something is just going to work out. But again, that's because they believe that they have an, they have an ex external uh, locus of control. But the people with the internal locus of control will say, oh, okay, that's this, the new thing in, in, in technology. Oh, is that what's happened with climate change? Perfect. I'm going to embrace it and I'm going to find my role and my way through all of that because I know I have the talent. I know I have the skill. I know I have the perseverance. And the other thing, too, that, that I would urge young people to do is form their networks as soon as possible because when they have a network of, of um, similarly minded people, and, and, and people who are more advanced in, in, in the work world, doesn't matter what field, uh, that's also going to be of tremendous value as they begin their search or begin their journey. And they have to understand that the career that they're entering from university is most likely, almost 100% guaranteed, not going to be the one that they're going to end up with You know, years from now. They will probably have several jobs and several careers and that's okay. As long as they're doing what they enjoy, as long as they're doing what they're good at, and again, as long as they're doing something that society says is of value. And they're, they're, they need, there's going to be a change, I believe, in society where the, the, uh, the work of the head has, is, is valued in, in, in particularly Western society. But I think more and more the work of the heart and the hands is is going to be looked at again and and it's going to be given its own value and so young people will have options in that regard as well right right hence talking of you know uh more, thinking more from the heart so what's the role of leadership in these times because individuals are young they may take some not so great steps make makes mistakes but do they also have that uh the chance to fall and get up, not fail, because failure is a very 
subjective subject. So in terms of that, what is the role of leaders in organizations, in communities, even in the larger political system? You talk about heart-centered leadership, leaders that are required, empathetic leadership. How do you see that? Especially now, you see, just yesterday, uh, two, three top leaders in the artificial intelligence industry, in the in the uh, tech, tech industry, they have written now that, listen, this is it. We have come to this stage. We have come from ChatGPT, now GPT-4. And let's wait, let's breathe, and let's look at what exactly this is all about, where this is all going, going into. And then we think about any other further development in this. Till then, and, and they have gone to a very strong stage of saying that, listen, if these companies or people are not going to stop, let governments take that step and put a hold, a moratorium on this sort of a development because it's going to, it's impacting. We don't know what, how it's going to impact. How do you see this whole thing in terms of solutions from leadership and the way we are, uh, things are going so, so fast that it's so difficult to just catch up. We are being overwhelmed. Well, we are. It is because our, our social development, cultural development, intellectual development is being overwhelmed by, by the pace of, 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 of technology. But if, if some of the qualities that we talked about earlier are present in, in a person, uh, they're going to be able to, <laughs> to use a metaphor, they'll be able to surf that wave and, and, and be okay when other people aren't. And it doesn't matter if they're white-collar jobs, blue-collar jobs. If they embrace that, that, the, the changes and know that, first of all, they're going to fail. And using that failure as motivation, as energy, as feedback for where you go, and as long as they're prepared to pivot, they're going to be okay. But that also comes with looking for organizations that do have heart-centered leadership where it's not a zero-sum game, where, when we, as you mentioned before, it's not what the bottom line shows uh, uh, financially. There are other values. How much is, is giving being given back to society? How much is that company or organization uh, fitting into the, to the particular community? How much do they value the people who work with them? How much is it a learning organization? Because the whole, not just the individuals, but the organization has to make a commitment to being a learning organization and, and, and having honest conversations and not, it, business will no longer be able to be as hierarchical as it's been either. Uh, that's, it, it's going to have to reflect more of, of how the community uh, sees itself. Right. Right. And in this scenario, what's the role of educators, social entrepreneurs, teachers? How do you see their role? Should we just wait for the leaders to think of everyone? Because there is a problem with leadership. And many, if you look at political leadership, many a time they are so busy with getting elected for the next term. And then and then in, in several other places, people want to be there in positions of power forever, if their system allows that. So we can't expect too much from them. So ultimately, it's the NGOs, the nonprofit organizations, the educators, social entrepreneurs like you, and people on the ground, teachers, everybody else. So how do you see their role in today's time? What do you do at 
Tutwiler Community Education Center. Uh, they, it talks about youth development in Mississippi Delta. Is that the model to follow? Is there any other good? You did a lot of good work in Lucknow, India, other places. What is the way forward for us? Forget about leaving aside those people who should do it are not doing it. But how as humans, how do we take it forward? How would you like to see the world in your eyes? Well, Ajay, one of the things that you hinted at is this is needs to be a movement from the ground up because government is not going to provide all the solutions. The large tech giants are not going to provide all the solutions that whether it's NGOs or an organization that I'm running now, uh, it's going to have and educators. It's going to have to be a bottom up solution. Part of the lessons that and, and one of the interesting things about chat uh, GPT four and, and, and some of the things that it's able to do is that the, the things it's going to be able to do had traditionally been part of the, the curriculum in a lot of schools, and that's going to change. So what do you bring to it? You need to bring individuals who are discerning, who are creative, who can work together in groups, who can ask the right questions, and who are resilient. So building all those qualities is the role of for educators. And here in Tutwiler, I, I, I moved to Tutwiler from New York City, and people thought I was crazy because here in the Mississippi Delta, uh, there's it has the, probably the shortest lifespan in the United States, the, the, the overall um, some of the worst education, the worst health outcomes. And there's the, the young people in the place that I work in the county. They don't they don't know how to dream. It's not that they've forgotten how to dream. They don't know how to dream. So my role and, and, and what may be my last act um, is is to teach them again how to dream, how to be resilient. It doesn't matter how far back they're starting from. It's where they end up. And they don't have to go to the Ivy League schools that I went to to be successful. In fact, because of how tough they are, if they're able to survive this environment, they're going to be better off than, than somebody who um, was came through a supposed meritocratic uh, path. Right. Right. Uh, and now coming back to the... Uh, an ancestor worth remembering. Now you talk about doing great work for yourself, for the community, so that people remember you as something you know worthwhile. A lot of these thought leaders, especially you know, even in AI industry, even in the tech industry, the fan companies, a lot of people keep on talking about you know in thought leadership and can we expect anything from that? them because uh, to be to be something worthwhile that they, they would want to be remembered they talk of self-actualization they talk of uh, you know csr all these things so how would you look at that how would you give them your example of actually doing something real on the ground you came as far as coming down to india to actually use your money and set up something great for people who are who have been underserved how would you look at Tell, what would you like to tell them to actually think of people who have not been served till now and take things forward because they can do it, but instead they are talking about, you know, giving much more power and feelings to machines rather than showing their feelings to humans who need it so much. Hans, was my audio clear? 
I, I think it's going to be a battle. And and I think people are going to have... Yes, yes. It was breaking up a little bit, but it was clear. It, it's, it's going to be a battle. And I think people are going to have to take sides. And, and they're going to have to make a decision as to whether they want to be in heart-centered social enterprise where the only goal is not the bottom line, where, where it's not how much revenue you can bring in. I, I think that, that, that people are going to have to readjust. I think we're going to have to have leaders who reflect that, that belief. Uh, but but it's, it's, it, I think there's going to be a painful time, and, and I think uh, individuals are going to have to get in community with one another and decide what their values are and it, it could have a wonderful ending, but, but I think people are going to have to wake up fairly quickly and, as I said, decide which side they are on. Otherwise, they're, they're, they're going to be swept aside in, with, with, with the, the rapid growth of, of technology, with the rapid consolidation of power amongst the most wealthy. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I have friends who are worth 30, 40, 50 million um, I, I even have somebody who's given to my organization who is worth $4 billion. But that makes him the 300 wealthiest billionaire in the United States. Um, so there are people with a lot more um, financial means, and they're going to do what they're going to do. And, and, and to, for, for the people that I work with and the people that I've worked with in the past to, to say, well, we want to change that, that's probably not going to happen. But what they can do is they can put their bucket down where they are and decide also that they want to to plant trees under which the shade they'll never they'll, they'll never sit they they'll want to be ancestors worth remembering and they can understand that 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 you know happiness is fleeting in my opinion but joy can be forever and there there are so many wonderful ways to measure our own humanity and the path that we're walking and it, we shouldn't let other people define it for us. Right, right. So amidst all these things, uh, my last question to you, Hans, is that amidst all these things, what is it that you seek? You have achieved so much. You have uh, you have got awarded Robin Hood Foundation Heroes Award, Essence Magazine Award, many more. You have come, gone to far off places. You have studied at the best places. You have worked. For the under underserved, you have achieved, I'm sure, a lot of happiness. What is it that you now want to achieve for, for yourself? What is it that you seek for yourself at this point in time? And it's not so much for me individually, but one of the things on, on a larger scale is this Tutwiler Community Education Center. I, I want to make it a place where young people decide you know what, we're not going to, we, we may leave this small town to, to, to find our fortune, but one, two, three, four, five years from now, they'll say, you know what, look at what Tutwiler is doing. Look at what that community center is doing now. We want to go back and be a part of that. So I'm in a town that, 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 that if this community center doesn't work, if I don't make it work, this town will die. And there are towns like it in this area that will die. So I want this community center to be uh, a model of organizational resilience, a model of heart-centered leadership, a model of, of people taking their future into their own hands, supporting one another, being able to provide for each other in terms of food, in terms of, of culture, in terms of art, in terms of telling their own stories 
And if I can do that, and I also have individual glimmers, a young man who was a student of mine just for one year in one of the schools that I had, he's 32 now. He called me, he says, I have no other male figure to talk to. He says, people in my community are getting murdered. I want to have a better life. Can we just talk once a week? And, and can you get me on the path? And that's what we're doing. And he'll text me and he'll say, I feel good about my future now. This is somebody I had one year with who's 32 years old and it was 14 years ago. And so glimmers like that, I continue to look for them, whether it's somebody calling me from New York or some young person here in, in, in the, the Mississippi Delta saying, you know what? I didn't think I had a future, but now I think I've got a chance. That's all I'm looking for right now. Right. And how far have you reached in terms of your goal of being an ancestor? What remember, have you achieved it? Are you very far off? Are you very close to it? Where do you stand on this quote? <laughs> I, I, I would probably have you have have to have you ask uh, the people I've worked with. I personally think I'm very close. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. So do I. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, Great. you have almost you have <laughs> Thank crossed you. it. Thank actually. you. You have crossed it actually. If you ask me, Thank as you. a neutral person. On this note, Thank it's you. a wrap. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. <laughs>